Welcome to Local SEO Today, a weekly podcast dedicated to business owners that cover topics in search engine optimization, advertising mediums, sales and marketing strategies, best practices, and latest trends in the digital marketing landscape. Brought to you by Roger Murphy and John Vong of Local SEO Search based in Toronto, Canada. Welcome to Local SEO Today. I'm Roger Murphy. And I'm John Vong. We want to welcome our listeners. We, we'd like to uh, talk on a few different things today. But John, today, we, we, you know, we've been living in this world. Everyone's been living in this world of pandemic. And, you know, this is the idea of uh, th- this is the time where more vaccinations are rolling out. And we're hoping that, you know, the third wave is going to go away in the nice weather. But it's all about a business owner and our, our business, you know, uh, communities. How do they rebound? What do they do? What, what are they going to plan for? to get past this pandemic, uh, you know, uh, obviously many businesses, they've had to change their, uh, their, the business. They may have had a downsize, maybe let some employees go short term, but how do you get back, John? Yeah. We've always talked about being optimistic for the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And the, the big point here for small business owners are, you know, it's been a challenge. It's been difficult for not just your business, your staff, employees, but your customers, your vendors, your um, suppliers, everyone that is uh, a part of the entire business supply chain. Mm -hmm. And knowing that um, you probably put a lot of pressure on yourself to make sure that you're close to support everything uh, surrounding it. So I think the biggest thing right now is how do you continue striving to be in business? How do you stay afloat? How do you become profitable again if mm-hmm. you've been losing money the last couple of months? Um, so the first thing is, how do you ensure that there's profitability for you to sustain yourself for the next short term, right? Because you want to ensure that your staff get paid, your suppliers get paid. Everything along the line gets, you know, paid right and you somehow are able to afford to pay rent and support your life as well so i I would say just start with that and i know we have a lot of touching uh, topic points here but you know where you can save start cutting costs right like call Mm -hmm. around for better pricing for, for suppliers seeing how many hours your staff needs to work will dictate some cost savings as well um, seeing where you can save is really going to help your bottom line at the end of it. I see, uh, and I, I've had uh, a number of, of you know clients over the years, you know, numbering in the thousands. But some of the ones that stuck in my brain, John, were uh, business owners that said, "Roger, it's not what I sell something for; it's what I pay for it." So, to your point exactly, John, it's the, your input costs of of what it costs, whatever that product is or service. How do you make it? Uh, how do you get that price down? Because that'll make that spread uh, more you know, profitable for your business. And these are the times where every, every penny counts. Yeah. And revisit every single expense that you have. Hmm. Um, you see your credit card statement. You see what is your biggest cost. And mm-hmm. all your suppliers, call competitors of those suppliers and price shop. Yep. Um, figure out what's out there because everyone... I, I would imagine would love to win your business again. Mm-hmm. And it's everyone understands the situation and you want to just stay afloat. So be real with everyone, be authentic, yeah. be yourself and let them in on your real situation. 
and mm-hmm. see what they can do. If there is some ways to save money, do it. Yep. And in the post-pandemic, you know, the other, the next topic or the next subsection really is about the market itself. Fundamentally, it has changed for so many businesses. For a few, John, I'd say it hasn't. But for the most part, everybody has been affected by this. So we have to, business owners and entrepreneurs, they have to look at what fundamentally has changed in the marketplace. Exactly. And what that means is look outside of your store, storefront, digital. Um, Who are your competitors today? How have Mm -hmm. they transformed and made some adjustments to the new behaviors of your customers? Mm -hmm. What are they doing differently? How are you going to position yourself differently? What are the terms that they're seeking out? Are they spending more time in front of a computer doing analysis, doing some informational gathering before they make a decision? So what is the mindset and how are they adapting your customers Mm -hmm. to this new life? And how do you want to be portrayed in the marketplace today? Yep. And, uh, you know, as business owners, and this is, we obviously have to be very general here because some businesses are service-based, John, right? They, they, they don't have a product, but they, they have a profession. They have a, an expert, you know, skill set. Others are retailers and they sell product or they're restaurants that create a, a meal for, you know, and so everyone's got a different, you know, type of uh, a product or service bringing out there. So these are, and of course, we, you know, these are some more generalized ideas that we're bringing forward, but I can tell you, just fundamentally for myself, I don't think I would have a year ago thought that I would be ordering online like I do now for shipping. And I just did it the other day with a local retailer where it's for $4.99. They're shipping what I wanted. I was online. I did my research, found it, and it's on its way to me for $4.99 shipping costs. It's just like, well, why would I go to a store now? So my fundamental way I've you know, I like to go to stores, but now with this, you know, thing, I've, I'm finding it very easy not to have to go. <laughs> yeah. And it's all about the user behavior, right? So yeah. things have changed because of the fear and also uh, adapting to understanding what goes on of your ideal type of clients, right? How are they consuming today? Be mm-hmm. on more platforms, understanding that people don't want to go to the physical store. They, they would rather pay for delivery. Make sure that you're a part of platforms out there. Be more visible and prominent for where they're shopping, how mm-hmm. they're shopping and consume your product and service. And yep. be, be acknowledging that there's a shift in users' behavior, right? And yep. while working at Yellow Pages, there was a shift from traditional marketing to now digital marketing to yep. now yep. user-engaged app-based, real-time tracking marketing as well. People want to be doing things seamlessly, freely, without um, disruption of their daily activities. That's right. I guess that's really what you're referring to is is the digitize that, you know, we're we're all just doing things with with the tools we have at home and at our home offices. Yeah. And big business have already started transitioning to this, right? Like, um, big, big companies have already moved everyone ho- online and home-based, right? And if you're doing that for your business, what kind of software and technology do you have in place so that you can work remote and your staff exactly. can work remote and you can still collaborate and you can still do all the supply chain answering calls. Everything can be ported at home and yep. filled. Um, just understanding what softwares are required mm-hmm. to make it seamless for yourself. Yep. 
And of course, John, you and I, we're, we're sort of hardwired. We've always been in the advertising space, marketing space over the years, but really it has now the idea of investing in marketing post-pandemic, what that really looks like for business owners. And, uh, you know, knowing that they've had to pivot, uh, everything's, the whole landscape has changed, but the idea of how do you get your message out there now, you've got to invest in marketing. Exactly. During times of when things are slow, um, even now or in prior years, right, at Yellow Pages days, business owners would invest more on marketing and advertising mm -hmm. because they have to pick up sales, right, revenue. So if things are slower than anticipated, you will invest. But you need to understand that there's different ways to invest. There's mm -hmm. immediate returns, which, yes, will hold you off for the next couple months. But then you have to invest for the long term as well. Um, and you got to understand what the website can ultimately do for your business if you do invest for the long term, building authority and saving up so that when people start seeing you organically on a regular basis, you're going to be a thought leader. You're going to be a brand that people respect and want to do business with. And it's all inbound leads. So understanding the landscape of how to get in front of your ideal type of client, how they consume information, where they shop, um, understanding all that. Exactly. And, you know, there's all the traditional forms, of course, of, of marketing. But really, when and I have this conversation so often with, with, you know, potential clients and our clients, where can you get your message out there today? But it really does default, John, to the, to the world of, of Google. They have such a dominant position out there. People, when they're doing, no matter where they are in their cycle of buying, whether it's research or they're ready to even make the purchase, they all seem to be funneling through Google. So, so it, it behooves every business owner to do your very, very best, get that message out and, and uh, leverage Google. And I will say a lot of business owners think, well, I'm in business. I get a lot of referral business, but marketing is so, so important because you want to grow, if you want to grow your business, you've got to find those new customers. Exactly. Um, and there's different ways, right? Like there's traditional, like we always talk, talk about flyers, newspaper, you know, the, the trade shows, but they don't exist anymore. Uh, radio, yep. but people aren't commute, uh, commuting as much. Mm -hmm. uh, and people are staying away from ads, right? They're trying to um, do podcasting more because you can skip ads. Um, exactly. TV, there's Netflix and Amazon Prime. There's no ads <laughs> placement, product placement. So understanding the world of, um, you know, getting in front of more people and people are spending more time in front of our smartphone apps, doing social media, navigation, research on their own video, uh, watching on YouTube. So be where your customers are spending time at. Exactly. Um, and yeah. What I was going to say was, and I just heard the statistic the other day, uh, for example, just because of the world we live in, more, more people are working from home traffic and this is all over north america traffic in the morning afternoon those rush hour traffics is down 20 to 30 percent so think about that like 30 percent potentially of people that used to hear maybe a message on the radio they're not hearing it because they're not in their car they're at home so yeah so where are they consuming information today yep is it real time are they doing it themselves on voice devices maybe right mm -hmm. um, so understand what's going on in your situation, your landscape, in your business, in your market. And exactly. be aware of what your competitors are doing as well. Yeah.
so that was that was the topic. The last one we're going to speak, John, to is is the idea of of maintaining strong relationships with your customer base. And this is there's lots of different ideas out there, but just think of it as if you get a customer, if you if you're if you've earned that customer, how do you keep them sticky? What sort of relationship, John, should they be looking at going forward? Yeah, and this is probably the most important thing: the lifetime value of that customer. It's a lot yeah. easier to retain an existing client than to try to find a new customer that mm-hmm. you have to prove, right? Um, they already are interested in your product. They purchased a product of yours. Now, how do you retain them so that they either refer you more or keep spending on any new products that you have released, any mm-hmm. new service that you have offered? Um, and, and make sure that you... Keep them informed with what's going on in your business, in your store, in your online digital presence, like what's going on. So do you have a list? Do you have, you know, drip campaigns on email, newsletters, social media, you know, funnels, et cetera? Exactly. Um, You know, there's, and again, this has to be more general, John, because there's so many different types of businesses. But uh, as an example, uh, uh, some of our local restaurants, we like to, uh, patronize, and of course we have to do it through takeout now because of pandemic. Uh, they put little stickers on on the the, the carryaway bags, talking about your next order, ten percent off if you come and pick up. So those sorts of things to get. And I don't, I'm not looking for necessary discount. I'm looking to support them. But these are little things you can do to remind your client, your 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 customer, come back. We we've got it. You know, we've got a special promotion on for you. Uh, you know, enjoy our our specialties, et cetera. And, you know, uh, this little sticker just as a reminder. Uh, yeah. The other thing I've got a, you know, a, 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 a business that takes care of my, you know, air conditioning and heating. They have me on a plan and it's $19 a month. That keeps me sticky where I get a free, you know, or whatever a service call for maintenance included once a year. And I get preferential uh, turnaround time in case of an emergency. So it's funny there, you know, there's so many examples of what you can do to keep your client close to you and keep them, keep them, you know, part of your, your active uh, business. And, and it's so important to listen to what your customers are telling you. What mm-hmm. is the gap? What are they looking for? Is it a long relationship or is it just a one product thing? Yeah. Um, like understand the opportunity that exists. Are there, uh, offshoot accessories or offshoot other products and services that you can build upon that uh, mm-hmm. one-time purchase that your customer made, right? Understand there's there's always things that you can really, uh, le- uh, you know, leverage from your existing base and really work on the loyalty program. Look at the yep. referral program. Look at what really drives them to want to continue doing business with you because they've already mm-hmm. trusted you. They've already spent money with you. Right. Yep. So it's a lot easier to retain them and offer them something with either a discount or loyalty that they will continue coming back to you. Mm-hmm. And people may not realize this. And I, I, I like it. I'm not a Starbucks customer all the time. My wife tends to like them when we when we're on the road driving. But Starbucks, they give a customer experience every time you come through drive through John. Uh, they ask you, how is your day going? They are the most bubbly uh, outgoing and they're just they they make you feel better about the day versus other coffee shops that we don't need to talk about who they are they could care less and it's like next please what do you want and then they slap it down in front of you 
the Starbucks, it gives an experience that people are willing, they, they may even subconsciously don't even, they, they don't even realize I like going to Starbucks. Why? They're nice there. They're always, they're always in a good mood. They put me in a good mood. It's, it's fascinating what a business owner, and that's something, you know, all, you know, our listeners today, they could really take that and try and make that your own. I mean, Starbucks is a multinational corporation that have got things figured out. So this is something small business owners could do too. Exactly. Look what Walt Disney has done. Look what Starbucks has done. They have an experiment, experimental experience for every single client of theirs, right? Users. Mm. And if you understand personalization and making people feel great about themselves, people will want, and it's memorable. They will stick in your brain to want to continue going back to them. So that's the loyalty of it, right? Exactly. They want to do business with people that make them happy. And they're going to want to tell others about their experience when they are happy. <laughs> so that's amazing. It's, it's a ripple effect, right? It really is. Well, John, I think this has been great. Uh, if you have any other final thoughts, but uh, this has been a terrific little uh, conversation today. Yeah, like post-COVID, uh, we don't know when things were going to go back to normal, if ever. Understand mm-hmm. the situation you're in. There's probably a lot of your competitors that haven't made it through. Um, so understand the opportunities. There's gaps in the marketplace. There's going to be new ideas that come out of this. How do you get stronger than ever? How do you think like your customers so that you can actively look for new customers and try to be in front of them more and engage with them? Have fun okay. along the way. Well, John, thank you for your time today. And I want to thank our listeners for listening today. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk again. Thanks a lot, Roger. All right. Thank you and have a good day. Thank you for listening to our latest podcast. Please subscribe to local